I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. We're back after a great weekend of basketball. I'm Munish and I have Nishant here with me. We will not talk about yesterday's games because the Lakers just mauled the Warriors. <laughs> it was a game to forget. Uh, the Warrior, uh, the Lakers are back. Also, I should say the Warriors are back. They are down to eighth. Yeah. Uh, but Lakers really look like the team that we expected them to be. Just the addition of Dennis Schroeder to LeBron James, I think that is an amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You add Anthony Davis into the mix, and I'm like, okay, why are we even doing all of this? It's Lakers, and we'll see who finishes. the other end but we'll not talk about the lakers today we'll not talk about the warriors we'll talk about miami heat who also have who also have been having a great upsurge in their form uh, a week or 10 days ago they lost to the warriors in overtime and they were 13th in the eastern conference and i didn't see any upside for this team i thought they were going down uh, i didn't expect miami to do the tanking and i thought they were going that route but then six wins out of six after that and then now suddenly yeah. sitting in place in the eastern conference what turned around for the miami heat I get they got a bunch of players back in there. Um mm-hmm. and even then initially they looked a bit uh, woeful like even after Butler came back I think they lost more games than they won in their yeah. first 9 or 10 games. And uh, it's it's strange right it's like I guess it's it's how fragile their uh, winning methodology was last season and probably mm-hmm. that's their big learning the takeaway from all this is What is the thing that we praised Miami? Uh, of course, org culture and all that. But that's still there. That hasn't changed. I yeah. think the one thing in play style uh, and schemes that that they got a lot of praise for was um, off the ball movement, spacing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. vision of multiple players on the court, chiefly Dragic and uh, Butler. To always, there's always that extra pass. It's the Popovich Spurs methodology, right? There's always that extra pass where. you get the ball to the open guy or the guy with the highest percentage shot and you do it with a greater degree of consistency than most teams and so you are taking better shots higher percentage of scoring and you're smart like that that's your offense and then with butler and bam you have a lot of spacing that's being created butler is an excellent passer dragic's a great passer they're both decent shooters and that's pretty much what got them off plus you know hero went off in the bubble and all of that happened last year what changed though because this season so far at least mm-hmm. they've led the league in turnovers and and some they're atrocious like it's not forced turnovers it's not you know somebody playing hero dribble with the ball no pun intended and they lost possession it's just forget the extra pass so many times there are turnovers on the first pass made on a sequence half court set first pass turnover straight to the other team it's inexplicable how bad that is and uh they're averaging roughly one in six possessions ending in a turnover that's how bad it is and they're getting screwed on that end and then it doesn't help that when the going gets tough their shooting is skewed towards bam uh mm-hmm. jimmy butler and to an extent none because none handles the ball a lot what that's doing <laughs> is skewing all of the shooting into the demar derozan category of we're going to shoot mid range twos and and a lot of points in the paint which is great but when you're second in the league or third in the league i don't know where they land now in terms of uh, three point accuracy but they're up there and they're up among the top teams it's a crying shame then that that you're not really um, leading the league in three point attempts or anywhere close there right but and here's where it all goes to shit so they 43% of all shots from the miami heat are three point attempts but they're nowhere close to being league leaders or anywhere close in 
in volume of threes attempted. What does that tell you? They're not shooting enough, man. Those turnovers are killing these guys. They're not getting enough shots off. They're getting the ball plenty of times. They're going down the floor, turning it over, coming back. It doesn't result in a shot of any kind. And that's a problem. So the turnovers are the first piece to, uh, to fix. Maybe it's a personal issue. Maybe if they have everyone back fit and their uh-huh. rotations and all of that, they're, they're good. The other problem is they're getting killed off the glass. Uh-huh. On rebounds, particularly offensive rebounds, where I think they're the worst in the league or somewhere close. Uh, but also on defensive rebounds, it's, it's incredibly BAM dependent. And when BAM doesn't do it, they're screwed. They're yeah. not getting those Jimmy Butler triple-doubles quite like they used to last season, though he's been balling out. Yeah. So, uh, they're screwed whenever BAM doesn't get it. And these are the two real holes to plug in addition to their perimeter defense, which is atrocious. Again, one of the worst right. in the league. So, they're conceding. So, you can see a kind of circular uh, philosophy emerging here as to what they need to do because they turn over the ball, so they don't take nearly as many shots as they should, which is a shame because most two out of five shots that they take are threes, which they hit very well. Right. At that end. And then they never get the ball. They turn over the ball, they come back, and they're not getting enough rebounds. So it's, it's they're stuck in this loop of we're not getting the ball enough, and when we do, we're just giving away balls cheaply. And that's pretty much it. That's the problem statement. Uh, do they have the personnel though? So because last season they had Butler and Adebayo, so they still have Butler and Adebayo. But it's two, it's a two-people team, and Dragic has been yeah. on and off. He's been injured since the bubble. Uh, even this season, he's been on and off. Kendrick Nunn has got a lot of minutes, and if you remember in the bubble, Kendrick Nunn played like nine minutes or something before the finals. Yeah. <laughs> but COVID, and then he lost his place in the starting lineup, and then he lost his place in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, Tyler took over, and but now due to COVID again. Nice circle there. Uh, yeah. Kendrick Nunn is back in the lineup. He's handling the ball. He's starting over Dragic. Hmm. He's actually improved in the last few games. Uh, Miami overall have improved from 106 points per game to 112 points per game, which is quite a... 106 was 27th best in the league. So, yeah. you're nowhere getting near the playoffs with that uh, terrible points per no. game average. Uh, their defense has improved as well, like you said. Uh, they've right. gone from conceding 110 before to 104 during the streak. So, they're improving. But with Butler, Adebayo, and this combination of Nun, Dragic, or Robinson, Hero, do you think they have the personnel to actually uh, sustain this nice upsurge or uptake that they're having? Yeah, you know what? I do. Because all of this ends in what? The playoffs. That's the ultimate prize here, right? Uh-huh. They're trying to get to uh-huh. the playoffs, which I think most people believe they're going to get to the playoffs. Now, the question is, where do they rank? But in the East, at least, this team's not missing the playoffs. Now, uh, with with again, as always, assuming all of these guys are fit uh-huh. through for the rest of the season. Now, when they get to the playoffs, they're the same nightmare matchup. When they were conceding, when their defensive rating was 110, uh-huh. that was already 8th best in the league. Even with their shitty record, they were losing games because uh-huh. they weren't scoring even that much. But uh-huh. that was the 8th best defense in the league. And then they've, in uh, you know, since they've got all their stars back, their defensive rating has moved up to 104. That should be league leading, if not number two or three in the league. It'll be very close to where the best in the league uh, would rank. Because uh-huh. Lakers with a 106 average were the number one in the league for a long, long time. So, yep. so the defense is right there. And in the playoffs, that's what matters more than anything else. Their ability to stifle teams. Now, what they would need to still work upon is perimeter defense. I don't think they're quite there. Maybe Jimmy right. Butler coming back changes a lot of that. Because uh-huh. he's just bullish on the perimeter, right? So, so let's see. Maybe that improves. And if they can keep that up, I have confidence that they're again going to be a nightmare matchup in the playoffs, just of, just because of how stifling they can be. Mm-hmm. Their real challenge, though, is how do they get going on the offense? 
right if the last few games are any indication they're trending in the right direction and then it'll then it's just a matter of rhythm because they have all of the pieces they need and i'm pretty sure they're going to make at least one uh one move before the trade deadline possibly for a for a for a number four forward anyone who can help them on the glass yeah you can't uh you can't really have kelly olenek going into the playoffs in no. your starting lineup can you because he's not that good enough so uh who are your options then i mean who would he be looking at for this number four <clears throat> position uh any one of those big guys who are available whom we've been talking about in the past few episodes drummond i mean he's expensive but miami are one of the few teams with that cap space do they spend it now mm-hmm. do they spend it next season blake griffin nah, i don't think he suits that but uh demarcus cousins again big center something that yeah. would help uh heat considerably and also yeah. cheap yeah uh, so i think drummond we can just flat out rule out i don't think he's the kind of player that they go for and why would you want another bam another guy who can't shoot threes mm-hmm. who can't space space the floor they've got bam bam's pretty amazing at what he does and i'd pick him over drummond any given day and mm-hmm. then twice on sunday so then he's out demarcus cousins i don't know i i don't think demarcus cousins is going to be this highly valued across the league nobody mm-hmm. went for him in the waivers he's cleared waivers now so he's free to sign wherever mm-hmm. and uh, i i don't think there's going to be a a feeding frenzy for for demarcus cousins i think there there might be a luxury team which can pick him up as a backup option i don't think anyone's looking at him as a starting caliber player and mm-hmm. and also Dem- cousins and bam it just it, it doesn't work it uh, doesn't help their spacing doesn't help their passing game nothing so none of, i i don't think any of the conventional uh, big men that are reportedly available in the market uh, would would fit the bill i think miami what what they really need is they they're probably going to go back uh, and and get a not so high caliber not so talked about player but somebody that fits into their system and that can be be a part of their culture uh-huh. uh i I'd, i'd look at uh, sacramento i think so first of all there's there's too many teams that want a rim protector right now right, right. that's probably the number right. one need in cuz the league's just so stacked with guards nobody yep. knows how to protect the paint so sacramento have an embarrassment of riches there maybe they get back their boy white side maybe because mm-hmm. he's like second third option on on the kings right yep um or maybe bagley's up for a trade yeah uh, so so i'd look at options like that kind of value for money players mm-hmm. that can come in fit the work ethic i think white side would be a good addition i thought he was pretty impressive last season for portland mm-hmm. and and he'd be an nice add to to bring in but but he'll be in that mold i don't think they're going for the drummond type talking about guards uh the miami heat guard uh, roster space is filled up by dragic and three young guards right <laughs> unintended there uh, so dragic uh, duncan robinson nun and tyler hero do you think an addition of experience there would help someone like uh, victor already pose up for trade he's interested in definitely moving to uh, miami he's indicated that before uh, miami has the cap space the rockets have not extended his contract he's looking for a big payday yeah. anything happening on that front you think the the thing with oladipo is he's on an expiring contract is, is that uh-huh. correct i think he runs yep. out yep. yeah okay so so then that's a big risk to take if you have to give up assets to get him uh-huh. uh because then he's a free agent end of the season and and we've said this time and time again right oladipo i we get the sense that oladipo values himself more than where the market values him and this has come up a, a bunch of times now including it's not like the rockets didn't pay him they offered him a, a big payday and he turned it down right he's one of those guys that's looking for more so i don't know it's a big risk to take cuz you'll give up assets right now if you need to get all a deep it's got to be a trade so you'll mm-hmm. give up something to get him and then when you do at the end of the year he's a free agent unrestricted at that 
So yeah. then he, you know, he could walk. And and I, I don't think Miami would value him where he wants to be valued. So that would be a bad move. Speaking of which, it just occurred to me, they're on the lookout for a four. They've got some money to give away. Mm-hmm. I think Collins from Atlanta would be an intriguing piece if they can give up assets mm-hmm. for a trade because I know he's on the lookout for a move. Yep. He's not signing an extension either. He wants a payday. Yep. I don't think Atlanta want to pay him because they've got to pay Trey Young. Uh, How how much can you sink, right? So, uh, that would be a very interesting piece to pick up. Great player, um, very athletic, uh, Mm -hmm. contributes both ends of the floor, solves multiple problems for them. That would be a very, very good fit for the Miami Heat and and a great pickup, assuming there's no major fitness concern there. All right, final question. Where do you see the Miami Heat ending before the playoffs begin? Same old, same old top five and then let's take it in the playoffs. <laughs> All right. They're, like you said, they're a nightmare matchup for anyone they face, be it right. the Boston Celtics, be it the Miami Bucks, they, uh, sorry, Milwaukee Bucks they saw it the last season. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, they're going to wear someone down even if they get knocked out. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So that was Miami Heat. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a special episode tomorrow and keep watching. Bye. Sounds good. Take care. See you. <laughs>